0: The Memphis Grizzlies get more bad injury news. Marcus Smart, not just out six weeks, reevaluated in six weeks for his finger injury that occurred recently in that game against Dallas. You know what that means. It's going to be longer than that. Michael Cole and I are going to discuss what that means for the Grizzlies in the here and now. We're going to talk about whether or not it makes sense to tank the season now that another lead guard is out. And we'll preview the Clippers and Knicks. Busy weekend for the Memphis Grizzlies. What remains of them, we'll talk about next here on Locked On
1: Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: How could I do our intro without saying, let's lock in? Oh, my gosh. I dropped the you ball on that Are you You're not ready to lock oh, in, Joe? I guess not I, I wasn't. In? I'm just so distraught with Marcus Smart being out for this uh, prolonged period of time. It's disrupted my flow. It's thrown off my groove, so to speak. Uh, disappointing. Maybe we can title this episode, How Joe Got His Groove Back. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, throughout this installment, this Friday edition. Of Locked on Grizzlies I'm joined by my co-host Michael Cole the Commercial Appeal There in Memphis, Tennessee Memphis Grizzlies beat writer For that publication Thank you for joining us Whether it's on YouTube Wherever you get your podcasts Hopefully you're an everydayer Coming and checking out the show Every time it drops Maybe this is your first time with us Here on Locked on Grizzlies Maybe you're somewhere in between Whatever the case might be We are glad that you're joining us To close out the week Here on the Locked on Podcast Network Each and every day And in this particular case That team of course, is the Memphis Grizzlies. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's j-a-s-e-medical.com. To Michael Cole, I mentioned it earlier in the show Marcus Smart, another bit of bad news for the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant just had his surgery. Best of wishes to John Morant and his recovery. At least the surgery is done. And now the guy that was his replacement, in quotes, uh, uh, Marcus Smart, who we know is not truly a point guard. He's more of a combo guard sort of situation. Uh, But he does play the point. He is also out now. So if you're doing the math at home, Derek Rose, who should be back in theory somewhat soon, sooner than Smart and Morant, um, Derek Rose, Marcus Smart, John Morant, all on the bench. I guess Desmond Bain's going to play point guard. Uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing that Desmond Bain's going to play point guard. But before we get into what that actually will look like on the court, uh DeMichael, do you have any update on what this injury is? Uh, You know, again, I alluded to it a little bit earlier. Yeah. The, the Grizzlies said that it's a six weeks and then reevaluate. So don't expect yeah. to see Marcus Smart back at that six-week mark.
1: No, don't. Don't uh it's that's pretty much the language and it's it's very clear cut uh how that has been laid out. Uh I think you mentioned Mark I mean not Marcus Smart, uh John Moran at the top of the episode as well. Right. Wanted to touch on that there. He did have surgery yesterday and everything was successful. Uh, the Grizzlies came out and made an announcement on that too, and they did not uh in their release on Marcus Smart. I mean on John Morant, there was no timeline put in in terms of his injury again. But we saw, you know, I talked to a doctor who's very familiar with these injuries before, he said six months. So uh, I think John Morant from this point forward, you could give it at roughly a six-month time frame, and he should be cleared to do all basketball activities. Now, moving on to Marcus Smart. Uh, it's going to be less than six months. You know, that's the good news, right? But, uh, yeah, to get back to your, your your language thing, just talking to Taylor Jenkins yesterday after uh, practice and whatnot. And the feeling that you get with this thing, uh, this injury, this, this, uh, I mean, it, did you see the words? I don't know how to pronounce any of those words. But, yeah, lots but of very it, difficult words.
0: I'm not paid enough to try yeah, to figure yeah, out how to pronounce those words.
1: It's, it's basically, you know, his right hand, it's on his right hand. It's ring, ring finger. And uh, he ruptured some stuff in there. And uh, six weeks pretty much is how long he's supposed to be in the splint from what I've been told. So we're, we're not talking about in six weeks, he's going to be, uh, back as you said he's going to be re-evaluated because that's when the splint will be taken off of his hand and at that point he'll be able to dribble and he'll be able to shoot and he'll be able to uh as taylor jenkins like to say uh go through you know all the vitamins and start to ramp up and things like that so uh roughly i think it's going to be a little bit longer you know than that maybe not too much longer uh, if you if you kind of line up where six weeks is right now, it gets you to that late February stretch, which is right around All Star break. So uh, I think early March would be an ideal timeline to say, "Hey, when when is Marcus Smart uh, going to be back?" You should probably aim for around early March, which is basically uh, if the season continues, you know, at this pace, it's probably going to be the last, you know, meaningful month of the season for the Grizzlies. So uh, this is a this is a rough one for sure. Uh, but yes, Marcus Smart, six weeks, and then some.
0: We'll talk about later on in the show this idea of tanking, right? Because it's very easy and very fun. Don't get me wrong. I do it on social media all the time, posting, you know, gifs of like driving a tank and going, woo, let's tank, and all those sorts of things. That's enjoyable. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not that makes sense for these Grizzlies here in a little bit. Um, I'm curious, though, in the here and now, right, because the Grizzlies have a back-to-back back, back to, back to play, a rare yeah. home weekend back-to-back. Back. I know the Grizzlies uh, ticket sales folks love that. Uh, the chance to have a back-to-back on a weekend there in Memphis. Yeah. Hopefully some good crowds for the Grizzlies. Um, I- I'm curious how you see them trying to fill the void, right? We talked a little yeah. bit yesterday about the idea of a Kennedy Chandler or some other sort of guard on a two-way deal. Maybe it doesn't have to be a two-way deal because the Grizzlies have applied for a hardship waiver. They're probably going to get a hardship waiver. And th- because of that, they'll be able to just sign somebody outright. That'll give them a chance to kind of fill the void at point guard in that way, potentially if they see fit. Uh, but in the short term, how in the world do they try to address this? Is it Desmond Bain? Do you let Zaire Williams and Luke Kennard and even John Conchar? we've seen him play the points a little bit, or a point forward kind of situation? Do you try to do it by committee? I mean, you kind of have to do it by committee, but how, yeah, yeah. how would Coach Cole, I know you like to look at it through the lens of <laughs> Coach Jenkins, however yeah. you want to interpret it, uh, what would you do again in the next two games? Because whoever mm-hmm. they bring in isn't going to be able to help them against the Clippers right. and the Knicks. How would you address it over this weekend coming up for Memphis?
1: Well, Jacob is going to have to get some minutes. It doesn't have to be. Oh, heavy. yeah. It, it, forget about Jacob Gillard. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super heavy minutes and whatnot. Uh, but you you have to factor him into the equation in, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, he's played against. Would the you Clippers. start Jacob Gillard? Uh, no, no, I, I'm okay. going. I'm going with the same small ball starting lineup. Uh, I think you start Desmond Bain, Luke mm-hmm. Kennard, Vince Williams, and then you go Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman. That's your starting five. Uh, that lineup gives you four outstanding defenders. Yeah, and, and and three if you don't want to include Desmond Bain, but you get. Four, in my in my opinion, four outstanding defenders. At the yeah.
0: very least, above average defenders. Bain exactly. is
1: very easily above average. Exactly. Yeah, he's good. He, he's been better this year. And then you get Luke Kennard as well, who, uh, as I like to say, he's a try hard. He's not a guy who you, you put on the defensive end. You don't have to worry about Luke Kennard just putting his arm out and letting the guy go right past him. He's going to try. You know, he has his physical limit, limitations and whatnot, but he's going to put in the effort. That's the main thing you can ask for effort. You you need effort, so uh, that's the lineup I go with. I think it's a decent lineup, you know, um, given the circumstances and whatnot. But I'm gonna circle back to to what you 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 weren't trying to get out of me, because uh, because you 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 touched on it. But that's a real big point that you just touched on: uh, the fact that Marcus Mark, it's out longer than two weeks. That now gives the Grizzlies Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, uh, John Morant and Marcus Smart, four players who are out longer than two weeks, which goes back to what we saw in December. Remember when the Grizzlies signed Shaq Harrison? Remember when they signed mm-hmm. Jalen Noel, the 10-day contracts because they were able to apply and they were granted from the NBA hardship waivers. And at the end of the day, the NBA has to accept this hardship waiver and, and grant, grant it to them. If that happens, the Grizzlies will be able to sign someone to a 10-day and, and not only just sign a player, they'll be able to probably keep that player for a couple 10 days after that, given the fact that uh, Brandon Clark may be the closest player in that group to returning, possibly Marcus Smart, but there's a ways away, you know, for the Grizzlies, because since three of them are pretty much, you know, I mean, really all four are a ways away from playing. So uh, that is a big piece. And we talked about the players that are out there. You you can go out there and get your point guard help. You can go out there potentially get you a big now uh in free agency you have more realistic like realistically helpful options out there Uh, i think that's a big deal but in the next couple games get back to your point desmond bang pretty much is going to be your de facto point guard and
0: i think going into our monday episode of the show obviously we'll be talking about martin luther king jr game my personal favorite game of the year every year and we'll talk about that i'm sure um Maybe our Monday show, we can do some research over the weekend and see if we can target some hardship waiver-type guys. Because today's show, for those of you that are everydayers, we were supposed to be talking about trades, and then Marcus Smart decided you know, to disrupt yeah. and throw that plan out <laughs> the window. Uh, but I guess in a roundabout way, our next topic can lead us into that discussion. Uh, should the Grizzlies tank at this point? You just mentioned those four guys that are out. That's almost $100 million in salary cap space that is on the injured reserve list long-term should the Grizzlies tank does it make sense for them to tank we're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Grizzlies but first this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical I know we're supposed to use this show and sports in general as some sort of escape from the crazy realities of life but we have to take a minute here and prepare for those realities. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin. It's the terrible time of year for that to occur. All sorts of different illnesses floating around. This is some scary stuff. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than a loved one, one of my kids, a friend of mine getting sick, and a supply chain issue really keeping them from life-saving medication that they may need. Thankfully, Jace Medical is going to help us be okay. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs and respiratory infections, so many other things. This can happen to any of us. Thankfully, Jace Medical has our back. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off of your order. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we're talking tanking. Should the Grizzlies do it? Should they not? Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts for this episode of the show, joined by my wonderful co-host, Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. It's our episode eve of the Martin Luther King Jr. Day game, one of my personal favorites every year. But we have a couple of basketball games to play before that, and the Grizzlies just got the news, as we've talked about throughout this episode, to Michael, that Marcus Smart is out for beyond six weeks. He's getting reevaluated at the six-week mark. So as I mentioned before the break, John Morant, Marcus Smart, Brandon Clark, Steven Adams, all out for prolonged periods of time. That's roughly $100 million, give or take a few million. What's a few million between friends, right? Um, Give or take a few million uh, on the bench, four key contributors, four guys that if you added, you know, like when Luke Kennard was out injured earlier in the year, that's a starting five, right, probably for a playoff team. The Grizzlies tanking has been mentioned on social media and elsewhere. And again, as I said earlier in the show, it's fun to pretend, right? It's fun to send out the gifs and, and act like they're going to do this, but I don't know where you stand on this to Michael. I'm very anti-tanking and maybe it's not for the reason that people would think it's not because I believe in the value of competition. Don't get me wrong. If Jaron Jackson jr. Were to wake up tomorrow or wake up today, excuse me. And, and tomorrow, right. Back to back to a double double or excuse me, a back to back at home tomorrow, today, whatever, and go, oh, my knee's kind of sore. He's out for a week. Like, yeah. that's how I would treat this movie forward. Uh, you don't want your stars to get injured. You don't want them to aggravate anything. You keep playing if they're healthy, but you're extra cautious. I don't think they can tank at this point because even with all their injuries, they're still too good. Like, I don't know if you've looked at the bottom of the standings of the, of the uh, NBA at this point, uh, Michael, I, uh, yeah. but the San Antonio Spurs are atrocious. The Detroit Pistons, atrocious. The Washington Wizards, atrocious. Yeah. The Charlotte Hornets, also yeah. super bad. The Grizzlies are four games away from all of those teams. So that puts them outside of the top four. If you want to argue they could be worse than Portland, maybe. I don't necessarily see it. But the, the, the Grizzlies have are, are pretty solidly in the sixth spot right now in that yeah. lottery space. The Toronto Raptors, we assume, are going to keep getting better. The Golden yeah, State Warriors man, yeah. are going to keep getting better. Steph Curry is calling for trades and trying to shake up that roster. Uh, aside from the Utah Jazz, maybe if they trade everybody away and doing a tank job, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies probably aren't going to be anything worse than seventh or eighth in the lottery at this point in reality. So mm-hmm. they're not going to have to tank. All they have to do is play the best they can if a good trade option comes along. You listen, of course, but they don't have to – Be concerned with that because it's kind of going to take care of itself. They're already too good to catch up, in air quotes, with the teams that are worse than them. So you might as well just play out the slate because the teams that are going to be in front of you are almost certainly going to
1: keep gaining ground on you regardless of what you do. Yeah, you got it laid out perfectly for me. And I'll take the big picture look on this and say that I, I, I I am pretty much firmly against the whole even idea of tanking In general, just because, uh, especially for a team like the Grizzlies. Uh, For one, this, the rest of this season, the way that I'm viewing this season, this is an evaluation period here. Everyone on this roster needs to be evaluated around your core guys. That means around Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and John Morant. Everyone. Everyone's fit going forward matters because if they don't fit, into the timeline that you're about to go into starting in the 2024-2025 season. You need to figure out a way for them to get up out of here because now is the opportunity for the Grizzlies to clean up on past mistakes. You drafted the wrong guy a couple years ago. Okay, well, here's the chance to kind of, you know, redeem yourself uh, in that way. Now, with that being said, uh, the whole thing with tanking doesn't work for this team because you need these guys to go out and play you need to see, look, okay, we've seen Zaire Williams have highs. We've seen him have lows. Guess what? Throw him out there for the next 30, 40, 50 games, and you'll know by the by uh, the second week of April, uh, you'll have a very clear idea of what he can be. You know, the same thing with Jake LaRapia. Or if, you know, sure, someone's probably going to be going by the trade deadline, but the guys who make it past the trade deadline. Uh, this is going to be a huge evaluation period for them. You don't want to go into this like, oh, no, Jake LaRevia, our precious first-round pick, uh, hurt his toe in practice today. Let's sit him down for four games. No, absolutely not. And here's another big part of that to, uh, for me. You mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr. Desmond Bain. I completely understand your thinking there in terms of if you want to be extra cautious with those guys. I do think you need a little bit more caution. But at the same time, those two guys playing. It's just as important to me because if they're not on the floor, you're going to see a lot of guys like Zaire Williams get up shots that they won't get next season. So you won't get a clear evaluation. You need to see those guys playing alongside of Desmond Bain. You need to see those guys playing alongside of Jaron Jackson Jr. Because they're already not getting a lot of minutes with John Grant. Uh, This is going to be a crucial evaluation time. That's the lens that I'm viewing it from. I think – the idea of tanking, you know, you see, I've seen people, you know, comment on the Grizzlies and I think they're just reacting out of emotion because right now, at the end of the day, the team has won three games in a row. Like when they start to struggle, I mean, mean, we think it's going to come, but when they start to struggle, then we can, okay, have certain conversations. But right now I think, you know, uh, people have to just let this thing play out and let it kind of take care of itself. So my idea is let them play. You know, uh, that's how we found out what what uh, Vince Williams has kind of brought to the table, right? Watching that's him true. play alongside of Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain, because that's where his value lies. If those guys aren't playing and Vince Williams is playing the same exact role, I don't think we react the same way because it looks different. It looks like winning. It looks like a winning formula when you're playing beside winning players.
0: I think for me, DeMichael, and I'll articulate it better here, I what I was saying was more so along the lines of if they have an injury, that if they were still pushing for the play-in, oh okay. right, they could mm-hmm. play, they could play through it, and we have to make up games like Dez with mm-hmm. his toe last
1: year, like he right, wasn't right, right, helping right.
0: a lot right. of that season, but he still played because mm-hmm. they were pushing for seeding and the playoffs and all those sorts of things, uh, and obviously with the John Morant stuff, they needed him later in the season. Now, if that happens, he doesn't play. That's what I'm referencing. Okay. If if they're healthy, I'm not saying shut them down like the Thunder did with SGA a couple of years ago. I'm not talking – because that's tanking. That is tanking. You're like making up an injury or you're, oh, we're managing something that happened 18 months ago. Whatever the case might be, that's not what I'm saying. I I agree with you that this is an important evaluation period. Yeah. And I think that it's also important to understand that this team has won their last two games without Ja Morant. Right. So the starting five that you said earlier of Bain and Kennard and Williams and Jaron and X, extremely solid defensively. And what have we talked about numerous times on this show to Michael? Defense keeps you, games, yep, keeps you in games. Right. So it's unlikely that they're going to get blown out as long as they can consistently play defense. And then you go into a fourth quarter down three, four, five points, you see where it gets you and you see where you go. I do believe that it's going to allow for the Grizzlies to accumulate data. uh, There's that phrase again on a lot of important pieces and it'll allow for them to have a roadmap to exactly what you said next season. They have to push to contend. Who's going to be a part of that. Who's not. We're going to have a better idea of that this time, three months from now. And that is a silver lining in this dark cloud for sure. when we come back here on lockdown Grizzlies, we're going to preview a busy weekend for Memphis the Grizzlies have the Clippers at home tonight, and then Saturday night against the New York Knicks. Two high-profile opponents in FedEx Forum. Going to be an exciting time to watch Grizzlies basketball, even with all the injuries. Two of the NBA's best coming to Memphis. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. To Michael, I know you're a big fan of Prize Picks. I am as well. Basketball season, of course, right in the thick of it. NFL playoffs are getting underway. You can do combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. For example, you can have Desmond Bain, Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo for three pointers made in receptions. You can do that with prize picks, combo projections. You can also get a reboot policy with prize picks. This means that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For a football or basketball game, you have somebody who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're closing out the weekend our uh, week edition going into the weekend of Lockdown Grizzlies, looking ahead to the Knicks and the Clippers. Clippers first. Stick with us here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by my co-host Michael Cole, he of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. Very excited to be talking Grizzlies basketball with him and with you on this Friday edition of the podcast. We've talked about Marcus Smart being out to Michael. We've talked about the idea of tanking, why it doesn't make a ton of sense. You go out there, you compete, do the best you can, let the chips fall where they may. They are 3-0. and They're on a three-game winning streak going into tonight's contest with the Clippers, Saturday night's game with the Knicks. Let's lump them both together here, partner. What are you looking for? Because, again, both of these teams provide different types of positive winning yeah. energy right now, right? Like it's not hyperbole at this moment in time to say this could theoretically be an NBA finals preview, right? Now the Knicks are probably a little bit further away from that than the Clippers, but the Clippers to me are very much the threat to the nuggets in the Western conference. And since OG Ananobi has arrived in New York, it's like the Knicks have leveled up. So very good opponents coming into the Grizzlies home court of FedEx forum. We've talked at length about how the Grizzlies have struggled at home this season, how do you see this weekend playing out? What are some keys for you uh, going into both of these contests?
1: Well, so if you remember last week, when we were talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. I said, it's a couple teams I want to see him play against uh, in, in the upcoming future, sometime soon. And, and the Lakers was one of them. And then I said the other one was the Clippers. Because of the, the toughness that those two teams play with and just the matchup difficulty. Uh, historically, that they've kind of given him. I, I think this Clippers game, and then to compound that with a team that plays arguably as tough as anyone in the NBA, uh, a, a Tom Thibodeau uh, coach, yeah. New York Knicks team with Hardenstein and Julius Randle, you know, in the in the front And Isaiah Hardenstein has been—I think you were on him—you were on him at one point. Uh, he I has, was. He has been really good, defensive-minded center for them. Uh, it's, pretty, it's
0: pretty wild that Mitchell Robinson will be back eventually, and he, Hartenstein's right. going to be their backup center. They're pretty loaded at that spot.
1: They, they got two starters in, in, in that way. I'll tell you what, he, he looks really good. But both of those uh, will be a uh, really big tests for Jaren Jackson Jr. But here's what I want to see. Uh, just, you, you know, I'm, I'm about the game within the game. And the game within the game for these next two games causes for what in the world is the center position going to look like? Xavier Tillman is your one primary center left on the roster. Santi Aldama is out tomorrow. And he's, I don't want to say, speak too soon, but I i think it, there's a decent chance he's probably out over the weekend. Probably now, so. With that being said, you got Jaron Jackson Jr. And you got Xavier Tillman. They're starting and they're going to have to play pretty much all of your minutes. At center. Because Bismack's gone, right? Bismack Miyambo is no longer. Those are the two guys who are going to have to play your minutes at center because Santi Aldama is out right now. What if Xavier Tillman gets in foul trouble? What if James oh, Jr. gets in any foul trouble? What if that How? was the
0: focus of the Clippers and the Knicks, which it, it, obviously it would, is going it, to be? <laughs>
1: It would be very easy. So the point is, I just want to see how Taylor Jenkins is going to incorporate, mix and match these lineups. Clearly, the Grizzlies are going to play more small ball in terms of, you're going to see some David Roddy at the four. You're probably going to see some John Conchar minutes at the four. Uh, Vince Williams, who's been very good as a rebounder, you're going to see him probably mix it up a little bit at the four as well. Uh, against the, the Clippers, you can get away with it a little bit more because their fours are basically threes. So that'll be okay. When you play the Knicks, though, they put Julius Randle uh, at the four for 30-plus minutes. Uh, you're going to have to bang. And that's going to be a curious matchup. And that's kind of one of those things. I want to see how it's going to play out soon because there is some urgency, you know, from me. And, and that the center position needs to be addressed because right now, you know, a, foul, a little foul trouble here, and a little uh, stepped on something there, and... You're really in a tough spot at the center position. And remember, this is an evaluation period. If you got guys playing out of position, then that defeats the whole purpose of my plan for the rest of the season, Joe. I mean, if you got, you know, David Rodney having to play some small ball five minutes, for example, that does nothing for the 2024-2025 Grizzles.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I I personally love the idea of David Roddy at the five because I'm big on switch uh, defensively. <laughs> Imagine if you had Roddy at the five, Vince Williams at the four, Conchar at the three. You know, you could do all sorts yeah, of fun. You things give up seventy
1: seven paint things. points. That's yeah, job.
0: probably so, especially against the Knicks. And I agree with you on the Julius Randall matchup. I think Roddy might be able to defend Randall a little bit because of that physicality, but Randall's obviously a better player, so that might cancel out and then some. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you on. the the two main positions where the Grizzlies are weak right now, right? They don't have a point guard, except for Jacob Gilliard, a true point guard uh, at the moment. And then they don't have a true center. I guess you can call Xavier Tillman a true center, but he's undersized in that spot. So they're really in a position where they're going to have to be experimental at times, but I'm with you in terms of the evaluation piece. That is what Mm -hmm. this should be about moving forward. And they have to do their best to make it so that they can evaluate these guys. David Roddy has to play the four. To me, on a good Grizzlies team next year, if David Roddy's still a fringe rotation player, he has to be able to play the four. Otherwise, what's the point of David Roddy? I, I think that you have to maximize the opportunities for these guys to be in the roles that you envision them being when the yeah. team is healthy and when the team is a championship contender. The the wins and losses, I legitimately don't care about those anymore. People in the comments are going to crush me on that. We just won 3 games in a row. Why are you giving up on the season? Because I have common sense, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you you are you you have to have the notes app. They, on they your say iPhone. they say common sense isn't common. Yeah. You have to have the notes app or the notes section on your iPhone to do their injury report right now. <laughs> you you mentioned Santi Aldama in passing. <clears throat> Like, he's an important rotation player. So they're down Brandon Clark, Santi Aldama, Stephen Adams, Marcus Smart, John Morant. What are we talking about? Like, they're, If they won one of these games against these two legitimate contending teams in their respective conferences, it would be a minor miracle, in my opinion. If they win both of them, I'm going to be <laughs> flabbergasted when we're on these, uh, these podcast waves again come Monday. I just am – Interested in them prioritizing exactly like you said.
1: I got what a is the
0: team going to look like making it fit in that system? Go ahead.
1: My my, my question for you because we're, we're we're talking about two positions here: the point guard position clearly it needs that the center position. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that hardship waiver spot, maybe this is something we dive a little bit deeper into next week. Yeah, uh, because, yeah, yeah. but I feel like they may may address it by the end. But um, are, which which position do you prefer getting that help for? Are, are you going to have to get a center? Or are you addressing the point guard? Like, which which position needs help more direly right now?
0: For me personally, I would address – this is kind of a cop-out. Whoever they want to develop, you ah. sign to the two-way. Because, like a Kai Jones. We talked about Kai Jones on yep. yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. I would sign him to the two-way for development purposes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jalen Noel, I'm not as in deep on the CBA. I don't know if they could even resign him to another two, uh, 10-day contract. Because they've done the two already. They can. Mm -hmm. okay. well, then maybe you bring him back. We know he can handle the basketball at least. Uh, Maybe it's Jalen Noel on another 10 day and it's Kai Jones on the two way deal. Right. Yeah, that's how I would do it. And again, it could be vice versa, not necessarily with Noel. Mm
1: -hmm. But if they
0: find a guard that they want to invest in and then it's a big, you know, I'll say boogie cousins just because I think it would be hilarious. (laughs) uh, Not because I think it should happen but maybe he's the guy that you fly halfway around the world for a 10 day or two. You know, it, it's one of those things where it all comes down to whoever they want to develop. You use the two way for a guy that you can say goodbye to in six weeks or eight weeks. Yeah, That's the person that you would use the hardship waiver. That would be my response. Yeah. yeah.
1: Makes sense. Makes, makes okay. complete sense to me. Uh, you, you, you know you what am say about making sense. You, yeah. You package them together. So uh, I like that.
0: There you go. All right. Well, I am interested because I agree with you. I think they're going to move pretty quick on this. I would be surprised if by the next time we have an episode, there isn't some sort of reporting at the very least about what Memphis is going to do. And we'll talk about that on our next show. Plus, like I said, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day coming up, my personal favorite regular season game of the year. We'll talk about the significance of that, all the amazing things that the Grizzlies organization does around Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We'll talk about basketball. Don't get me wrong, but, If you've been to Memphis, obviously DeMichael from Memphis living there now. I lived there for a few years, still stay close to Memphis through all the work I do covering the Grizzlies. It means more than basketball in Memphis. So we will talk about that a little bit on Monday. We'll preview the Martin Luther King Day game. We'll look back on the weekend that was and hopefully have an update on some of that hardship waiver two-way contract movement. I think DeMichael's on to something. I think we'll have some more direction. next time that you see us a friendly reminder that locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel remember that we are free and available wherever you get your podcast check us out on youtube Apple, Spotify, literally anywhere you get a podcast, you can find Locked On Grizzlies as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Big things are coming in 2024 to the Locked On Podcast Network. Some big things coming to Locked On Grizzlies that we can't quite talk about yet, but we're very excited about what's coming down the pike over the next few months. It'd be nice if like a point guard came along with it, but I don't think that's <laughs> part of what David Locke and, uh, and Nick have in, in uh, store for us But it's going to be a great 2024 here on Lockdown Grizzlies. We're excited to roll out all these things and continue to talk to you about these Memphis Grizzlies. Hopefully you'll be back with us on Monday for a special Martin Luther King Day edition of the show. For DeMichael Cole, I'm Joe Mollinax. Stay locked in over the weekend. Enjoy the Grizzlies basketball as best you can. And enjoy the weather, hopefully, wherever you are. We'll catch you on Monday's show. Have a good.